This is the Moshpit Backstage Podcast for punk, metal and rock interviews and segments. Hi everybody, this is Mantis from Venom Inc. and we are heading your way very soon and you are listening to the Mosh Pit on Sin. Keep it heavy, maximum respect my friends. Jeff Dunn is the guitarist for Venom Inc. who will be touring Australia through February and March playing some classic Venom songs and some tracks from Ave, which they released last year. Uh, they'll be playing at Max Watts on the 1st of, what, uh, 1st of March in Melbourne. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome, it's good to be here. Excellent. Looking forward to it, man. Yeah, so am I. It's, I'm very excited. Now, I don't... Uh, correct me if you're wrong, uh, if I'm wrong, but I don't think you personally or Venom have ever played in Australia before. Is that right? That's absolutely correct. Um, I don't know why. I had this question yesterday, um, and, you know, it's something we thought about. But I suppose the classic lineup, you know, in the heyday when we were touring all over the place, um, we never hit Australia for whatever reason. Maybe it was too expensive to get there at the time. I don't know. We knew we had a fan base. Um, but it was just something that just never happened for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, but when the Venom Inc. thing came together, and I mean, you know, it, you probably heard the tale. It sort of came together by accident, really, and then it just grew its own legs and kept going. Um, it was when John Sazula came on board as the manager, um, and then, you know, obviously the album came out and everything. And, you know, we were talking about touring plans, and we said, you know, the one place we've never been is Australia, you know, let's get down there, you know. So, lo and behold, after a lot of planning, it's, um, you know, finding the right people to do it. It's come around, so we're heading there very soon. Um, and yeah, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get what you, what you expect, I suppose, you know, there's, um, obviously because we, we've never been there, there's a lot of the, you know, what people call classic songs. There's a lot of that in the set. There's new songs from RV. Um, and there's a couple of things from the primeval period as well. So we're trying to cover all bases, but, um, you know, I mean, Wherever we play, it doesn't matter how many times we've been there. You know, we would get lynched if we didn't play Black Metal, or Youngest Battery, Witch Hour, or all those things, you know. So, you know, those are staples in the set, I suppose. Um, there's so many songs that people want to hear. And, you know, we're fortunate in that position that we've got quite a rich catalogue. Um, I don't know what it is, you know, but um, you, you get a lot of bands, particularly from the new wave of British Heavy Metal era, um, which we were sort of lumped into, but you know we never felt a part of. Um, but a lot of those bands, you know, they've got one or two songs that people go crazy for, and that's great, you know. And there's a lot of those bands are still out there doing it now. But like I say, for whatever reason, I don't know. We we just seem to have a bag full of them, you know. And quite honestly, to see grown men my age who have been with the band from day one, I suppose at the front of the stage, and this has happened several times, and this is the honest truth, to see them cry when we kick into some of the really early stuff, it's unbelievable. You know, but as a fan myself, you know, um, you know, I, every time I've seen Priest, you know, particularly with KK, because he's my big hero, um, every time they started Victim of Changes, I was the same, you know, 
eyes were full of tears. It was like, you know, it, and music has that effect on you. You know, it's, it's a wonderful thing. Um, so all in all, yeah, we're looking forward to getting down there and um, having some good nights of metal with all you Australian fans. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, well, we, we know that we can be a little bit difficult to visit sometimes, and we really appreciate um, you making the effort to come down here. Like, really appreciate it. It means oh, so much to us. No problem. No problem. Good to get there. Now, I always I find myself fascinated because there can be so much variance between different people and the way they approach a live show, which is kind of something very specific to a, a really small subset of the population. How, how do you prepare for a show, you know, in the hours leading up to getting on stage? How do you prepare for that? Um, well, me, I mean, you know, it's no secret, I suppose, now that, you know, I'm always the quiet one in the band. I always have been. Um, to be brutally honest with you, I'm quite shy. I mean, in interviews, I'll talk with back legs off a donkey, you know, because I've got something to talk about. But I'm pretty useless in social situations and all that kind of thing. Um, where I live, I live in a very, very small village. I'm very reclusive. Um, and before a show, you know, if you were to come on the tour bus before a show, you'll find it's very quiet. You know, I'll be sitting practicing. Tony Dolan will be sitting there practicing or whatever, you know, and it's, you know, when we're, we're not, um, we're not partying or anything like that before shows. Um, so preparation wise, it's just, I suppose it's just getting in the zone for the show, um, warming up uh, as usual. You know, it's like, you know, you're going into a prize fight. So you, you know, you've, you've got to get yourself warmed up there. So that, that's about it. But yeah, I mean, before, before a show, particularly, I, I think that the hour before the show, that the, the bus is very, very quiet. You know, um, we're just, we're just sort of getting in the zone and getting ready. You know, we've got we've got our own little things that we do, you know, and you know, you know, it's it's all about putting the battle dress on and getting them getting ready for it, you know, getting psyched up. And then as soon as we get side stage and the intro tier pits, then you know, you get that adrenaline and you know, you can take on the world then, it's great, you know. So but yeah, it's it's pretty quiet before the shows. That's fair enough. Um you mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, you obviously wanna maintain a balance between all the different, uh, you know, the, the new Ave, the earlier stuff, the primeval period. How, how do you go about sort of figuring out like, all right, this is it. We've got the right balance. How do you go about thinking, like, all right, we've, we've really reached a stage where I think we're making everyone happy by um, including, you know, the various parts of it. When do you know yeah, that's yeah. right? Um, I must admit, it's, it, it is quite difficult. Um, you know, there's the songs that we will never be able to take out of the set. You know, whether we keep them for encores or whatever, you know. Um, songs that people expect to hear, you know. I suppose, it, like I say, it's the same with me if I go to say Priest or, or Kiss, you know. I want, I want to hear the early stuff, you know, the stuff that, that grabbed me at the beginning. Um, but, you know, we've had a lot of people who have said that they discovered Venom way back in the early days from the first single. Uh, we've had people who have said they discovered it at, at War with Satan and then went back and researched the catalogue. Um, other people discovered it at Primeval or Resurrection. And I've even spoken to some people, some young people now, who, you know, we're getting a lot, a lot of young fans coming on board, um, who just picked up Ave on recommendation and then thought, fuck, you know, let's see what else the band have done. You know, so, that, you know, um, but putting the songs in the set, I mean, 
quite honestly, like I say, you know, I, I don't know what I've done it in terms of songwriting, but um, it seems that there's a there's a lot of songs in the bag, and we could be on stage for hours, you know. So sometimes it is difficult to say, right, we need to take this one out or put that one in or, or whatever, you know. Sometimes we gauge it by reaction, and we'll change the set as we go along on the tour. But then again, you know, from city to city, it can be different, you know. And we always, always, without fail, you know, in between songs, we can hear people shouting about different songs. Some of them which are in the set, and we'll have a little bit of a joke with the audience about, you know, yeah, it's coming, you know, just wait. Um, but other songs where, you know, we think, well, you know, it's not in the set, you know, and people are screaming for these things. And the good thing now is the last tour in America that we did, um, there's a lot of people shouting for the new stuff as well, which is, which is encouraging. It's, it's really encouraging, you know, because we don't want to be, we don't necessarily want to be one of these bands who just rest on our laurels and, you know, okay, we've got a rich back catalogue, let's just go out and do that all the time, you know, because you've got to evolve. You've got to keep trying to evolve, you know, and, um, I think Arvia was the next logical step. Um, and it, it you know, the reactions to Arve have been phenomenal. Um, the industry, the, the, the reviews, I mean, I've been blown away by reviews. We've just been nominated for some award for, for Arve. I don't know exactly what it is. We've been in the top 10. Um, if not number one, we've been in the top 10 of albums of 2017. We've been in the top 20 and the top 30, whatever, you know, it hit the charts. Um, so I'm very, very proud of the album. I mean, it was a stressful time, right? Because, you know, you, there wasn't really a Venom album had went out for a long time. You know, Kronos is doing his thing, but, you know, we, we just sort of let him get on with what he's doing. Um, but there was, there was quite a bit of pressure with this album. Uh, I must admit, when I, when I delivered it, you know, I did the mixing and the mastering, the production and everything. When I delivered it, the nuclear blast, I'm not ashamed to say that I was you know, it was like, well, I just hope this is, you know, what they expect and what they want. You know, they'd heard the demos, they loved them. And then when the news came back that everybody, all the nuclear branch, air blast branches across the world, they all loved the album and they were firmly behind it. Um, you know, big sigh really on my part, particularly. Um, but, uh, you know, it's been so well received, you know, and, um, you know, we've got to get out there and promote it. Um, but as I've said, we'll never get away from, you know, the black metals, the witching hours, the countless batteries, don't burn the witch, buried alive, all that. And you guys are going to get the whole gamut. <laughs> I'm telling you, now you're going to get it. <laughs> oh, that's great to hear. Um, in regards to the album, like, I had a really great chat last year with Tony. Um, talking a lot about the themes and particularly about his sort of own personal beliefs in Luciferianism. And it's kind of interesting contrasting that with the lyrics in certain ways. Uh, what is your interest in some of these kind of topics of the, the darker aspects of I don't know, society? Where, where does that stem from? Um, well, I mean, as a kid, you know, I grew up... Um, Particularly my grandfather, he, he used to, you know, when I used to go and stay at my grandparents' house, he would let me stay up late and watch all the old black and white horror movies. He was a bit of a horror movie book. And he used to buy me, um, every month there was a, an import, um, 
magazine called Monster Mag. And that had all the Draculas and Frankensteins and werewolves and everything in it. So I was always sort of drawn to that thing. And there was a series of models made by uh, a Canadian company called Aurora. And it was all that. It was Phantom of the Opera, Dracula, Werewolf, and, you know, and I had them all. You know, I, I used to sit there for hours and making these models, and they were all in my bedroom, and all used to glow in the dark. So I was a little bit of a weird kid, like, but, um, so my interest stemmed from that. Um, I've got no religious beliefs whatsoever. I, I believe in universal creation. I believe in the law of attraction. Um, you know, I believe in, you know, positivity, negativity, all that kind of thing. But I don't necessarily believe, you know, um, that there is an entity of evil. I mean, you've just got to look at the news channels, mate, you know, and, you know, when you turn on the news, you're going to see far more shocking images and news items and anything like that. But far more shocking than any horror film or any piece of music. Um, and that's real. That's happening in the world today. Um, and when I wrote the track Bloodstained, that was basically a little bit of a commentary on the state of the planet, you know. As a human race, we're supposedly the most intelligent beings on this planet. And, you know, we're each other up. Nobody can agree with anybody else, you know, and we're the planet up. And it's just like, you know, come on, guys, you know, what, what the is going on? And that's not down to some, you know, deity anywhere. That's down to the human race, you know. I mean... You know, if you're walking down a dark alley, do you have to be worried about getting mugged by a pack of dogs or a cat or a sheep or anything like that? No, it's a human to better watch for. Um, so I think that, that's where my standpoint in it all is. And as you, as you get older, I suppose, you know, you look at these things and you think, oh, come on, what the f***? You know, it doesn't matter what religion or the political thing or, or whatever it is, you know, it's, it's time to put all these differences aside and it's like, we may not agree with each other, but let's at least coexist with each other. You know, we don't, you know, just because Ali Judas Priest and you like Led Zeppelin, I'm not going to go out and I'm not going to you up for that, you know. And that's another thing with it. And, um, you know, when I did the track Black and Roll, um, you know, Black and Death and Thrash and Go, hey, it's only rock and roll. And it, it's just a statement, I think, from me personally, because, you know, we created the, the black metal. You know, and then there was a million other genres came out after that, like, and it's you know, it's sort of divided metal a little bit, and I think it's it's time to just get back under the flag of heavy metal. You know, we're all in it together. Music is our last universal language. It brings everybody together. The heavy metal community is wonderful. It's a worldwide family. Um, you know, we've been in China, and to see a, a Chinese audience singing Countess Buffy is incredible. You know. Um, so, so like I say, you know, the music, you know, for sake, don't let us that up and divide that. Um, whatever form it is, it doesn't matter what kind of music it is, you know, it brings everybody together. Um, but I think a lot of the commentaries on, on Arve, say for example, Forged in Hell, that's, that's just basically about us playing live. Um, Metal, we believe, is all about the fans, you know. And then you've got the typical Venom content in there. Dying Fleisch is about man's dark side and how far he explores it. You know, you've probably seen the video for that and the lyrics and everything like that. Because everybody has got that dark side to them. It's in various stages, you know. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, and and preacher man, I mean that track, that's just, I suppose that's just a commentary on just being yourself. You know, it's it's not directed against any one particular faction or, or politics or anything like that. It's just you know, it could be your next door neighbour telling you that your grass isn't as good as his. You know, it's like, you know, it's just about being an individual. It's about you know, being yourself, being the best version of yourself you can be. You know, you don't need to listen to anybody else. And obviously, you know, um, you know, you're on this planet once, and I firmly believe that you've got to make the most of it and take every opportunity that you get. Um, live your life the way you want to, because at the end of the day, you can walk out the door and get hit by the bus. And when I say live your life the way you want to, I mean that's not to the detriment of others. You know, it's it's time to start looking after each other on this planet. It's as simple as that. It might sound a little bit sort of, you know, Woodstock, hippy dippy, but you know, um I'd rather see peace, love and flowers than what the hell's going on in the world today. So I think Arby's got a lot of those commentaries on on the album. Mm, I couldn't agree more. Uh, Venom Inc. will be touring Australia, uh, playing at Max Watts on the 1st of March. Jeff, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I cannot wait to see you guys down here. Uh, I'm, I'm so stoked to get down there. can't wait to see everybody, so get yourselves down to the venues. Have a good night. Uh, let's forget all our problems. Play some metal. Have a good time. Maximum respect to every single one of you. Thanks for listening to the Mosh Pit Backstage Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Omni. To find out more about the show, go to www.syn.org.au slash moshpit. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash moshpitonsin and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at moshpitsin. The regular Mosh Pit radio show broadcasts punk, rock and male tunes and interviews every Thursday nights on Sin 9.7 on FM and digital radios. Listeners outside of Melbourne, Australia can stream Sin 9.7 online at www.syn.org.au. Thanks to Vintage Ruin for the music. Hi, this is Tomato from Flash Gun Apocalypse. Hi, I'm Enid from Girls Go. I am Phoebe Pinnock from Heaven the Axe. Hey, this is Gary Oldman of the Misfits. Hey, this is Kat Sproul from Horizon's Edge, and you're listening to The Mosh Pit on Sin FM. Hi, this is Aina from Leopard. Hi, I'm Virginia Lilly from the band Lilly. This is Raoul from 1349. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ali from Eberhead. Hey everybody, this is Charlie Benante with Anthrax, and you are listening to the Mosh Pit on Sims.